You are listening to Hope Pros, a podcast that creates sparks to ignite your story through Christian YA book previews, reviews, and interviews. Wait, that's a lot of views. I'm Tara Ross. And I'm Rebecca Black. We are two readers and writers separated by years, miles, and time zones, but who share a love for God, YA fiction, and inspiring young women to use their passions to foster hope in a sometimes chaotic world. Thank you for joining us for our inaugural episode. I am ecstatic to introduce you to our first guest, who is appropriately called Hope. Yeah, we may have planned that. Hope Bollinger is not only a published YA author, but she rocks it in her role as an associate literary agent with Kyle Young Literary Elite and Heartline Literary Agency. I may be slightly biased with this one, as Hope has had a huge part in my writing journey already. She has recently completed her professional writing degree at Taylor University and has already had 300 of her works published, including plays, poems, and articles. Her most recent success is having her YA novel Blaze, published by Lighthouse Publishing of the Carolinas, this past June. So we are so excited to have Hope here with us today. Welcome, Hope. Thanks so much for having me To help our listeners get to know you, we're going to rapid fire some would you rather questions. No explanations are needed, but listeners are welcome to contact us after if they are dying to know more. So here we go. Would you rather be a speed typer or a super speed reader? Speed typer. Nice. Never get angry or never be envious? Never be envious. Have the ability to read or the inability to speak? Inability to speak. Sing karaoke or fall in front of your idol? Oh, sing karaoke. (laughs) Same. Meet your favorite author or your favorite literary character for lunch? Favorite literary character for lunch. Okay, so now I need to know, who is your favorite literary character? Ooh, that's so hard. I think Anne of Green Gables has to be up there just because she's so wonderful and so dramatic, Mm -hmm. and I see a lot of myself in her. I just remember reading that book for the first time, and it easily was one of my favorite books. So Anne of Green Gables would probably be my answer. And you're not just saying that because you know I'm Canadian, right? (laughs) Oh, no, no. No, it honestly is one of my favorite books of all time. Is My actual favorite is Great Gatsby, but I don't actually like any of the characters in that book, so I wouldn't want to have lunch with them. So on the line of greatest characters and greatest people, who would you say would be your greatest supporter so far on your journey? Ooh, there are so many different people who I think have helped me along the way. I always say that writing is a team sport. You really cannot do it alone. I would say my best friend, James Trompka, he's been there for me this whole time. He never lets me give up. I constantly tell him, hey, can I quit? And he says no. So he doesn't <laughs> let me. Um, so I would say he he's just been there with me ever since I got started and he won't let me give up. So he's been my biggest encouragement. So when was it that you first realized you wanted to be an author? Yeah, so I mean, I've always been writing technically ever since I could pick up a 
pencil, but I think two different things kind of factored into me actually pursuing it as a career. The first is I had a best friend in high school who wrote novels, and I thought she was crazy because at that time I was writing plays, and so the idea of sitting down and writing 300 pages was completely foreign to me because plays are, you know, about 50 to 90 pages of just dialogue. So I'm telling her that she was crazy one week, and then the next week, I don't know if I was trying to prove something or if we just needed something to talk about, but I decided to start writing novels that next week and haven't stopped ever since. So that was the first thing that played into it. I would say the second one is I had an AP literature teacher in high school who I was sitting in a meeting with her and I had, I held her in really high esteem because she just, she was so eloquent and she knew what she was talking about when it came to literature. I remember sitting down with her and she was going over one of the papers I'd written, it was for a big project in class, and we had multiple drafts we had to go through. I remember her saying, well, Hope, obviously you're a very strong writer. And that threw me for a loop. I didn't actually hear what she said for the rest of the meeting, which was unfortunate because we did not get great on that paper. But um, but I just remember sitting there thinking, oh, wow, maybe I could do something with it. That's amazing. And it's so good that you had somebody at such a young age really speak into your life um, and affirm that you could, could write. That's so important. Um, Given that you've started off with writing plays, can I make a guess at what your favorite part of the writing process might be? (laughs) Uh Yeah, go for it. I noticed when reading plays that you are amazing with dialogue. Is that something you enjoy? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I actually struggle with descriptions and stuff like that because when you write a play, you know, you say the room is blue or something and that's all you need to describe it but when you're writing you have to have a lot more description than that but yes I mean I always hope that dialogue comes through as realistic I can hear the characters in my head so I'm hoping they come out on paper the same way because they (laughs) they have a lot to say for sure how long would you say it takes you to write a book no this is a good question it ranges from One time I co-authored a book in nine days, and then it can go up to 45 days. So I guess multiples of nine somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, usually about a month and a month and a half is where I'll write the first draft. So I've often joked with Hope about how when I write, I write like maybe a book every three years is sort of my... (laughs) So when Mm. she told me that she writes a book in a month, I was just... Floored. And then when she's like, oh, I finished one in nine days. <laughs> Although that one was co authored, so that she did help me out. We kind of wrote half and half on that one. But still, I, I'm co authoring with a friend of mine, and still, it's not done yet, but that's crazy. Like, nine days is like, that's like a little over a week. And just to have like the first rough draft when you're working with two people, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I don't know how we pulled that out, but we there was a lot of writing until like two in the morning. <laughs> what sustains you to write that much in one period of time? Like, how do you get that much focus? Oh no, I mean that's that's a good question. I would say a couple things. It just kind of burns up inside of me. I feel like I'm giving birth. I've never actually given birth, but I, I've, <laughs> if if I had, I, I just kind of like it, I feel like I have to get it out. And if I don't, it just eats me alive. And so I try to write about three thousand words a day when I'm writing a book, just to get it on paper. Because otherwise, I just I, I can't sleep at night if it's not if it's not on paper. That's great. Where do you get the ideas then for all these books and 
um, plays and everything else that you write? Yeah. So usually it's, I ask myself the question, what situation would you never want to be in? And then we throw a character in it. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. It usually starts with kind of a what if scenario, kind of take reality and just twist it slightly and see what would happen. I especially like to throw in characters who are not necessarily best suited for those environments. I one time wrote a play what the play was about a play and the characters forgot their lines and so they started to make up things and so the person who I threw into that situation was a stage manager and if anyone's ever been a stage manager they know that is like the world's worst nightmare if someone forgets their lines in the middle of the show and changes the script so yeah it's just kind of taking a terrible situation and seeing how bad you can make it (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome. I want to ask, um, what inspired the idea for Blaze? Yeah, so I wasn't paying attention in a class when I should have been. I was in <laughs> a freshman Old Testament class where we're going over the book of Daniel. And th- this teacher was flying through the slides. We had about like 70, 70 different slides we had to get through in a 50-minute class. So we were just kind of flying through. I wasn't really paying attention. But then all of a sudden, something she had said really kind of stuck out to me. She said, Daniel and his three friends, uh, who are the people in Mm -hmm. the book of Daniel, would have been in their teenage years when they got kidnapped and taken into Babylonian captivity. And that kind of just struck me because they entered into a three-year education and, and every step along the way, people were trying to stamp out what they believed. And these teenagers who probably would have been 15, 16, years old, they were able to stand strong, they're able to stand up to kings, and they were still able to thrive in that completely different culture. And so I thought, what would that look like now in a high school? And we kind of took it and ran. Wow, I love that. That is so like, that is so inspiring to me. I love that. I love that message. And that that was the basis and the kind of the little story ember that kind of sparked the idea for that. So that's cool. Um, what characters from Blaze are you most like and why? I'm curious to hear. I mean, you could technically argue that an author is like every single character Mm -hmm. in their book. I want to say I am like the main four Mm -hmm. just because I feel like each of them is a different piece of me. Kind of coming back to Anna Green Gable, she talks at one point in one of the books about how there's a lot of different Anne's within one Anne. And I think with authors, there's a lot of different fill-in-the-blank author's name within that author. So um, I want to be like Hannah, but I'm probably not. She's my favorite, but I I can't be that cool. Um, I want to say, because I took a quiz that I made for people. Mm -hmm. So I guess I am most like Michelle, according to that quiz. I'm pretty hardworking and tenacious. I do have a little bit of a flair for the dramatic. And I won't let my friends give up whenever they're feeling like they want to. Awesome. See, I love Michelle in the book. Can we do that quiz? Do you have that on your website? Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, I should probably put it up. It's just like a five-question quiz, but I, I I can put it up. A lot of people actually scored as Michelle. Most frequently, it was Michelle. I think some people scored as Raya. Some people got Danny, and like almost no one got Hannah. I think the one person who got Hannah was my brother, oh, wow. and it fit him perfectly. <laughs> so it, like, it just made sense. So let's see. You're also a literary agent. Which role... Do you enjoy more, author or agent? 
Yeah, I mean, I get this question a lot, especially from people who want to be potential clients. Mm. And it's going to sound like a cop out, but honestly, I love both equally. I I love being an author because you get to create whole worlds, and it's so cool to be able to experience yeah. that and to take readers along with you. But uh, I get as excited as I get when I get my own book contracts. I get equally excited when I'm able to get a book contract for someone else because I know how hard it is to break into this industry. I started trying to do that when I was 16, 17 years old, and I learned very, very quickly that people just don't get back, or if they do, it's a form letter. Um, And so I want to be able to sneak people in is kind of my little mantra. I want to be kind of like a secret agent and um, help people get in. So I, I honestly love both. I can't imagine not doing one or the other. So I know it's a cop out, but I, I can't choose between the two. No, no, not at all. I love that answer. And I think it's always so important to have um, probably an agent who also works well as an author because you understand what your authors are going through. You see that side, you've lived that side. and I think you can kind of relate to them more and just have someone like that fighting for you and your story as a great um, trait to have in an agent. So I love that answer. Um, what is one thing that you wish readers to take away from your book? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say the main theme of the book is how to kind of stand strong in your identity when the environment you're in is trying to stamp it out. That is something I want readers to kind of take away. One thing that really inspires me about Gen Z, they're such a cool generation. I'm like right on the gap where I'm between millennials and Gen Z is that they're kind of standing up for things that no one had before. They really aren't letting administrations get away with what they used to be able to get away with. And I really admire that. I think a lot of people can tend to look down on teens because they're young, Mm -hmm. but they really, they're changing the world. And I think Mm -hmm. we really should watch this generation coming up because they really are going to change things up. So I really wanted to have characters that kind of reflected that. I think a lot of times in teen literature, um, some of the characters just kind of weren't similar to a lot of high schoolers, at least who I'd encountered. So I really wanted to have tangible people who they could relate to. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, What is the biggest piece of advice that you have for aspiring writers, young writers? What do you have? Yeah, I would say just honestly do not give up. I even <laughs> even after being published like there are a lot of times where I th- I don't believe in my writing or I get really insecure about it because by nature our books are a part of us. So yeah. I think it's really easy to get discouraged when you go to a conference and you pitch to someone and they just shoot you down about two words in or um when you just get get your 10th rejection letter mm-hmm. in the past month you just you really just want to kind of give up at that point. So I would I would really encourage people just to keep going and keep writing. What you have to say is really important. If you feel compelled to write, you have something to say. And just don't give up. If things are seeming really desperate, you probably are really close. Before I got a contract for this book, I was very, very close to giving up. I thought that I was uh, about... 10, 20 years away from even getting to this point if I ever would get there. So don't give up. You're, you're going to get there. I promise. That's so inspiring. And I think that's important. Like we need to just keep persevering. So that's awesome. So one of the things we want to share with readers 
with the Hope Pros podcast is a little excerpt from your most recent book. So for Blaze, I've chosen a small section that I want to share with readers just to whet their appetite. And it's not something that they can get on Amazon. So it's the end of chapter one. It's not going to have any spoilers, but I love this section um, because it sets up the story really nicely. Here is the end of chapter one of Blaze by Hope Bollinger. Desks screeched and students bolted out of chairs to race out the door. Miss Nature rasped to the runners about a three-page essay due the next day. So the sophomore year frenzy of homework began. Danny swung his book bag over one shoulder, headed out of the classroom, and followed the dim, flickering light towards the principal's office. He felt a tug on his backpack and twisted around to find Hannah's hand sporting chewed fingernails wrapped around his other book bag strap. With a slight growl, he yanked it out of her grip. Come on, Han. We should go. We disrupted class and everything. Rule follower, as always. Look, if we don't go, Nature will call the office and I'll find out. Mom will flip. Hannah's chapped lips pursed. Doubt Jessie can operate the phone, Dan. Her fingers made a lazy motion, as if attempting to wave him over, but giving up on the effort. Sides. Rules are like families, meant to be broken, he winced. Hannah turned and scuffed her feet down the dirty hallway, trailing behind Michelle and Raya, who had advanced three door frames ahead. A moment later, Danny followed, but stopped behind a group of five slow-moving senior girls who had decided to form a wall of linked arms as they meandered down the long halls. He passed several rows of aging cork boards, overcrowded with signs-up sheets for various clubs. Most of the papers had several staples jutting out, and perhaps, if lucky enough, contained two names of thirty available slots. At the bottom, a burnt, a burnt orange piece of paper, half-covered by the Godspell edition sign-up sheet, announced the lunch menu for the day. Danny's nose creased when he read the special, Pork Tenderloin. His mouth dried at the mention of the sandpaper meat. At least that's how his friends described it. As a vegetarian, he wouldn't know. He was happy he had packed the PB&J, bread bleeding with grape jelly in the tan paper bag atop his locker shelf. That is if the moldy locker smell hadn't seeped into his food. Yes, Mitch, I received your five billion texts about the writing in the bathroom. Hannah slammed her wobbly locker door shut. Raya jumped. Recovering, she wrapped her fingers around a biology textbook. Michelle released a sharp exhale. I like Jeremy's reaction better than yours, Hannah. He keeps messaging me in all caps. Jeremy is part of the drama club, Hannah said through gritted teeth, and he cried when the water fountain stopped working in the hallway by the cafeteria. Do you trust his judgment? At least be serious about this threat. Deadly serious. Hannah smirked, her chapped lips lending a creepy note. The smirk disappeared at a flicker of the dim hallway lights. Her head snapped away from her locker. She scanned the echoing hallway from left to right. Danny had never seen her move so fast. Despite the wall of sound from nearby conversations, Danny's heart pounded a timpani drumbeat in his ribcage. He saw the back of Hannah's ruby nose ring when her nostrils wrinkled. Do you smell that? She didn't really ask so much as growl. 
Michelle frowned. What? Then he smelled it right as Hannah gave her answer. Smoke. Oh my goodness. I oh. want to know what happens. <laughs> you are such a good reader. Oh, I was just sitting there like, man, I want her to read for the audiobook. Can she please? please do <laughs> no, it was so good. I love, love, love Blaze so much. I can't even tell you, um, Hope, because when I was reading it, it was so... I don't know. You said you struggled with description. And I have such a hard time believing that because I stopped several times in the book while I was reading it this weekend. I was like, oh, man, I have to take notes because these descriptions, you're matching things up with things I wouldn't even think of would go together. And they make this beautiful description. I'm sitting here like, where did you come up with that? It's amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That like, that makes me, I, I'm always so insecure about the description just because I had the playwriting background. So that makes me so excited to know that, that they're, that they're not terrible. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 they're not terrible at all. And they're the opposite. I would completely agree with Rebecca in that when I was reading it too, you found the most small, minuscule details mm. to like bring to life in such a unique way that you really have to be almost imagining the whole scene to be able to like pick up on the dandelions in the field. And I loved how you did that as well. So you definitely have a gift there, Hope. Oh, thank you, you so really much. Do. It reminds me of, have you ever read The School Story by Andrew Clements? Uh, no, I've read other books, but not okay, that one. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. your writing style kind of reminds me of him. And when I was reading the book, I was like, that's my favorite book from when I was like uh, 10 and I was reading it. I was like, this reminds me so much of that book, which is a huge compliment because I've never found anything that I really liked as in terms of YA that deals with school other than that kind of one book, which is more middle grade. And your book just ticked off all my boxes. It was amazing. Oh, yay. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. So speaking of which, speaking of, we're talking about Blaze, and I'm sure readers are anxious and want to know how can they get their hands on this. Would you be willing to tell us where they can find this book? Sure. So, I mean, the first thing I would suggest is just kind of hop on Amazon. If you plug in my name, Hope Bollinger, or Blaze Hope Bollinger, it should pop right up. It should also be available on the Barnes & Noble website. It should soon be up on the Lighthouse Publishing of the Carolinas website, and pretty soon it's also supposed to be on the Keys for Kids website. We're working with the uh, director there to get it up on there. But at the moment, uh, I would say just if you hop on Amazon, that's the most surefire way to be able to find <laughs> it right away. Great. And how can people find you online and social media to, so they can connect and maybe tweet you their response to your book? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love that. Uh, if you do the handle at Hope Bollinger, there's no spaces between it on either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I should be able to pop right up. I, uh, I have the same picture for all of them. So if it looks <laughs> like it's a similar picture across the board, but I would, I would love it if you, you know, added me or, kind of mention me or something i would love to see what your thoughts are too I, i'm excited to hear this feedback too that people are liking various different things because i'll know what to do for future series as well and how to improve awesome and you did have exciting news as well hope about book <gasps> no. number two right Yes. So just the other day, the publisher reached out and essentially in publishing, 
if they contract the first book, they want to see how well it sells before they go for the next one. That's just usually the case unless the publisher is just known for doing series. And so the other day, the publisher reached out and said, you've been doing a really good job with marketing. We'd really like to do the next book in the series. So we just got a contract for book two. It's coming out in about a year. I'm excited. It's it's a crazy book that's also equally, if not more intense than the wow. first one. So it'll be it'll be a fun ride. I'm so excited. <laughs> that is so cool. And I won't give any spoilers away, but there is a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of Blaze. <laughs> so I, mm. I need to know what's gonna happen now. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit mean. So I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Thank you so much, Hope, for joining us today. And we will look forward to having you back in the near future. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening to the Hope Pros Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and share on all social media platforms so that other listeners can find us. Show notes will be on our website at hopepros.com. And with that, we hope we've created sparks to ignite your story.